0: Hey, what's up, friend? It is Sam Altieri. Welcome back to another episode of the Balance with Sam podcast. I am a coach and an author and a speaker, and I am so stoked you're here to help you heal your relationship with food and your body. If you've ever struggled with your weight, with body image, with food, you are in the right place. It is something that I struggled with for years and years and years, and after helping hundreds of women overcome their food and body image struggles, you are next. I am so stoked to bring you all the strategies, all the tools. all the mindset work to help you feel confident in your body again so you can take your life back be unstoppable be confident be a freaking badass because that's what you truly are and this podcast is exactly for you i'm so stoked to bring it to you and i am so grateful you are here now let's dive into the episode and i'm so excited to see you transform Welcome back to another episode of the Balance with Sam podcast. On today's episode, I have an amazing guest. Her name is Brid McNulty. She's also known as Free with Brid on Instagram. Um, she is a food and body coach, and she also helps high achieving women. Um, and really helps them heal their relationship with food and their body, stop binge eating, Um, a lot of the work that I do as well. And I wanted to bring her on to really just like have a conversation about this and about her impact as a coach. And I'm so excited to have you on, girlfriends. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for the intro. You sound so professional in your intro. I love it. We're just hilarious because I'm like bumming out like... (laughs) Like on
1: my floor, like, hey, this is where I vibe. I love the floor. I love it. I feel like it's the American accent. It sounds so professional. (laughs) That's so funny.
0: And I feel like anything from like the UK, I'm like, oh my God, I love how you speak. I just want that. It's so
1: (laughs) cool. Love it. Well, yeah, I'm happy to be here. I'm
0: excited. Yeah. um, so for people that aren't currently following you or have never heard of you, um, would you share a little bit about you, who you
1: are, what you do, and all the things? Definitely. So actually, first, to preface everything, it's actually pronounced breed. <laughs> cool. This is, this is real life, people. <laughs> But fair mistake, because, I mean, it's spelled B-R-I-D, so honestly, it happens all the time. Yeah. It's a weird Irish name, so there's a bit of background. I'm Irish. Uh, both my parents are Irish, and so, you guys, maybe if you've heard any Irish names, they're often weirdly spelt. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the I is an E. Anyway, so, a bit about Lesson me.
0: Lesson learned. <laughs> oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> was this is what
0: happens when we become friends on Instagram. and I know, like, right? And, like, never say that
1: say each other's (laughs) names. So funny. Um, Yeah. So anyway, as you kind of introed, I'm a food and body coach and I really specialize in binge eating because it's just something that I went through really badly for 10 years, like age 16 to 26. And I'm now helping women. I'm coaching them one-to-one. I'm doing group coaching. I've got a course, like all that stuff's going on, which is really cool. But kind of to backtrack, where it all started um I think with everyone like their food and body journey is always so complicated and there's so much to it so I'll try to streamline it but basically 16 years old I was living in Hong Kong with my family Whoa. so we moved to yeah we moved around a lot and Were you, are um, you
0: originally from London and then
1: you moved there or like what was home base for you so I mean so parents are Irish born in Australia we went to Singapore England Hong Kong Russia what <laughs> yeah
0: Oh my God. So much unknown and like no routine.
1: Yeah. 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 And that's all before 18 years old. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. But so Hong Kong was the place where we lived the longest. It was six years. So for me, oh, that was home for a long time after as well. Yeah. So like I'm there you're 16, you have all your friends. It's all going smoothly. I didn't have any issues with food and body. It was so natural and like intuitive and everything. Sure. And um, then we, we get moved to Moscow in Russia. And that's like the polar opposite of Hong Kong in every way, like everything. You know, there's huge upheaval in my life and you're 16 and you're going to the school and girls, you know, that age are like uh-huh. really in their cliques. And um, it was hard to make friends. And it was like the first time in my life where I found it hard because I moved so much and I kind of always found it quite seamless. And this was the first time I was like, I don't have any best friend. It's the last two years of high school all my friends are back in Hong Kong having fun and it just got quite depressing. And I didn't really notice at the time, but I started just going for like double portions of dinner. I started going for pizza every day at the canteen and um, like Twixes every day and just changed. Like my, my eating changed so much. Mm. It was It was pretty actually like, what do you call like pretty healthy, like a lot of whole foods and stuff before. And right. so it just, Within the last two years of high school, I gained 10 kilos, which is like 22 pounds or something. Right. right, right. And for me at that time, that, that was like a big change to my body, yeah. but it happened so gradually. And then by the time I'm like heading into university, I'm like, oh my God, my body, I, I can't fit into any of my clothes anymore. I'm like panicking. Yeah. I need a change. Yeah. My first boyfriend at the time is like, you know, guys that age, then, then he's like saying shit like, oh, you're not. I don't find you sexy anymore. And you're like, oh, my God, is it because of my body? Yeah. yeah. All that stuff starts happening. Mm-hmm. And, like, going to university in your dorm room alone, suddenly the first time in your life you're living alone as well. Yeah. And, like, food. Just, I just go straight to food. Totally. And Can I ask,
0: before you continue, mm-hmm. growing up, did you have that modeled to you? Or, like, what was the – like, what led you to food during those hard times? Like, how did you, what, like, instead of something else, say? Yeah,
1: I think, I think actually low key, like at a low level, I always went to food. Mm. But it was like, at such a small level, like I, I had this like chocolate drink that I used to have, it was like Milo, I don't know if, I don't think they have that in the States or it's kind of like an Asia thing. So okay. I'd have this chocolate drink with milk every day. And that was like my comfort food. I'd come after school and have that. But it was like fine because I was exercising so much. I was like doing lots of sports and all my other food was really balanced. So nothing ever happened of it. But then once I went to uni and I'm dealing with like so much, so much bigger emotional things are going on and no accountability, no one's there to say like, oh, why are you having that? Mm-hmm. It's just it just spirals. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, food was definitely like always the the go-to thing. And then it yeah, it just spiraled. So I'm like in university trying to lose these 20 pounds, but then now I'm obsessing about food. And for the first time in my life, I'm dieting. Like I had never thought of the word diet or calories or anything yeah. before. Right. And right. it's like, you're trying to figure it out. And yeah. what do you do? You can go to Google and all the crazy stuff. Comes oh my God. Yes. I can relate so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then like boot camps. So I was like doing these like 6 a.m. boot camps in the cold and the winter, and I hated it. And I was going for the first time in my life, going to the gym because I used to always just do fun sports mm-hmm. and exercise. It wasn't exercise, it was just sport. And now it was, yeah. yeah, and now it's like working out on a treadmill for like an hour just crazy crazy stuff
0: yeah so like the motivation behind it changed it was like I gotta it's almost like um I I have the same experience with like all of a sudden this like something happened you're you're like oh my god I need to lose this weight immediately Mm -hmm. and it's like I need to fix myself like what do I need to do and then it's like straight to google for sure I did the same thing yeah
1: Yeah. that's and like there's so much like panic and like urgency and desperation about it
0: the urgency is like a telltale sign that it's like not for the right Re- yeah like intention right it's coming from probably like the ego side rather than the like intuitive inner side but hell yeah yeah
1: definitely yeah no it was so ego driven obviously because it's like I've got all this fear about I mean my first boyfriend saying like oh you're not sexy anymore and imagine for an 18 year old girl oh, how God. deep that cuts yeah
0: how did you even process that or did you just like shove it down you just- that was
1: oh that was a bad time yeah <laughs> It was, you know, it was like one of the girls who he's like, oh, don't worry about her. You know, it's the girl you worry about. And then he's like, oh, why don't you be more sexy like her? I don't find you sexy anymore. And I was like, oh, my Lord.
0: Oh, my God.
1: I like, have you ever thought about like bitch slapping him? (laughs) He said it was actually a long distance thing over the summer. Like, like, um we were like a thing in Moscow and then over the summer before uni we became long distance and so it was like over text and I'm just like absorbing this as this poor vulnerable 18 year old girl and it's actually funny because uh years later we were we we were like uh just like platonic friends and we went on this holiday together one time weird I know um (laughs) (laughs) hey you know what you can heal things (laughs) whatever (laughs) totally And I, we, I brought it up and he was so mortified at his 18 year old self, like apologizing profusely.
0: Oh my God. That is so funny. Did he remember?
1: Yeah, he did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're like, do you know what you did to me? (laughs) I should never tell him just how much it actually affected you. (laughs) Yeah, no, he was like, oh
1: my God, I just can't believe I said those things. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh my God. It just goes to show though, like when I I work with a lot of clients and I'm sure for you too, it's like uncovering those stories of like, when was the first time you like didn't like your body or like Mm -hmm. felt not good enough? Because if you don't tap into that and like understand that root, you'll always kind of have that voice in the back of your head of like, yeah, but she's sexier than you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but you're not, you know, even if you don't believe it to be true now, it's still that little, even that little kid version of you. Yeah
1: inner child for sure is just like
0: but I want to be the pretty one yes
1: it's seriously like I do the same with my clients it's like you can do this circle surface level stuff and just try to change your food behaviors and all that but like you have to go way deeper and be like okay where did this really start what were those messages that you internalize and I think a lot of them really like the strong ones started being internalized at like 16 to 18 for me and then probably got heavier the more I got into the binge eating and stuff because you're so sensitive to anything about weight and then it gets yeah it just really gets absorbed even more
0: yeah it's like it's almost like um you know like everyone is a mirror for you Mm. and when you're in that place or at least when I was in that place anyone that was thinner than me would be a trigger like I look at them and I would be like oh my god I'm fat (laughs) and it Mm -hmm. was just this like I'm not good enough like I'm not pretty enough and like why like what do they have like how do I get that like they must have the solution like they have it figured out and I don't and I don't get it and then that then that made me feel like inadequate because I was like why can I figure can I figure this out I figured out a lot of other things in my life why is this one so hard
1: so true I felt that same so many times as well like I'm a smart girl like why can't I just figure out this simple thing Mm -hmm. just figure out my eating like it frustrated me so much so much yeah
0: Mm -hmm. so you're 18 you had this Mm -hmm. you had this happen so tell me now like talk about university and like what what you experienced
1: yeah so in the dorm room on my own and then that's when the real like hardcore binging started it was like huge pizzas multiple times a week and like whole things of granola in, a, in one sitting, like whole boxes of it. And mm-hmm. it just, things I didn't even eat before. It was just um, anything I could get my hands on. Mm-hmm. And there was so much secrecy. I, I would be like, I actually remember I would order the pizza and I'd go down to the like the front reception or lobby of this like dorm room place and I'd get it. And I would just take like the back stairs, go like the long way around to get to my room to avoid anyone I knew seeing me. I was so embarrassed. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. It's like that shame that you're like, if someone sees me eating all of this, they're going to think like, what are they going to think?
1: Yeah. Which is so funny. Cause like now I would be so chill about that. Like I order this, the exact same pizza now and I'm living with my boyfriend and I'm just like, eating it all in front of him, and mm-hmm. I, I couldn't care less, but there's, because there's so much weighing on you having that pizza, and, like, what it means for you, like, oh, my God, my, my weight is going to spiral even more, and I'm out of control, that's where, like, the secrecy and shame lies.
0: Yes, 100% um okay so you're in the dorm (laughs) you're getting the pizzas um then like are you aware that like this behavior is the thing that's really like sabotaging you are you like are you like i don't know how to stop this or are you kind of at the point of like fuck it i don't care like i just want to eat everything
1: so i think at that time it definitely wasn't the like fuck it i don't care but i don't even think i was aware Mm. i definitely wasn't aware that this was called a binge or it was a thing yeah yeah i i don't even remember trying to google it Yep. I actually probably didn't ever do that over the yeah. whole 10 years, weirdly. Yeah. I never- I actually I never didn't... did either. It's so weird.
0: Yeah. It, like, you're, because you're, you're so unaware that you don't even yeah. think about, what am I doing? Is this, is this weird? Like, you're just, a sh- you just know that it's not right, but you don't know yeah. that there's a solution.
1: Yeah. Like, I didn't even think maybe there's a specialist in this thing. Same. <laughs> that's so funny I had no fucking idea
0: now that I do now, like, now that we do this work and people come I'm like oh you you did your homework like you researched yeah. I was just under the covers like fuck this <laughs>
1: what's wrong with me <laughs> same I'm like oh my god I, I wonder if I had worked with a coach like how would have gone for me because I didn't know I don't even know if back then coaches existed yeah I, I don't thing. know
0: I have no idea. We, like, where would you have found them? Like, Instagram wasn't really, like, a thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so true. Yeah. So, like, I'm just, just in it. Like, not even thinking about what is this. I'm just frustrated and I'm constantly trying to undo the binges. And it was just this dark place. And it completely, really, like, dragged down my first year of university. So, actually, that first year, I went to this university in London and I did Chinese. So you're, like, learning the language and the culture and the history. And the plan was year two, you go and live in Beijing for a year. Wow. So, yeah, it was pretty, like, pretty um, alternative. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm going to this university. And because I'm just so focused on the food, I did not lean in at all to the social life. Like, I don't have any friends from that first year because I ended up changing to a different university in course but I don't know anyone from then and um yeah I was just in this hole on my own and I don't think at that time I told my parents because they were the only people who ever knew to some degree but then I hadn't told them Mm -hmm. um and I actually remember that first oh yeah context my parents uh got divorced in that exact same year so it was like a heavy year oh
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: and um that that first Christmas I remember I was getting in the lift to leave um say bye to my mom at like my whole family got together for Christmas and I'm like the elevator's closing the doors are closing and she's on the other sa- side saying goodbye and just as the doors about to close she's like don't eat too much and oh. I was like, oh oh my god oh mortified like it stabbed me like in my chest yeah and I I knew she was coming from a protective place good intentions like she said it in the sweetest way but I was just like oh she she even knew it was gonna hurt me because she just threw yeah. it in just <laughs> before. a little slam dunk before the door closed <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was not a great time um I ended up going to Beijing the second year Okay. and it was just, it really spiraled then. I was in this like horrible dorm room. Now I was with people in the class who I had no friends, but I had no one else who I used to have in London, like family members, like there was no one. Yeah. So I was like super depressed. I was now binging on Subway, which I had never even cared to eat before in my life. Oh but, my God. What a food so, to binge on. <laughs> I know, right? The options were limited in Beijing, so... <laughs> I was just trying to find, like, up there, there were, like, Subway cookies. I was like, oh, just give them to me. Yeah. And, like, Snickers bars, which I never cared about before. So I was binging like crazy. It was getting definitely much worse. Yeah. And there was one day where I was, I don't know what it was, uh, maybe texting my mom or emailing or something. I don't know what I was doing back then. Yeah. Um, I was like, MSN? No. Yeah. Well, um, I uh sending her an AOL, AIM. <laughs> And I was just saying how unhappy I am. And I didn't really like the course I was like, I don't want to do this for four years. And she's like, listen, if there were no repercussions, what does your gut say? Like, boom, just what do you want? And I was like, I want to quit. And she's like, do it. So like the next day I quit university. (laughs) Hell yeah. Just like that. And um, I left and I went to Hong Kong where, yeah, I was actually alone for the for the next nine months because I had to reapply to universities and long story but for some reason I chose to be in Hong Kong on my own for nine months which was obviously terrible for me as a person deep into binge eating Mm -hmm. so I'm now like trying to get my shit together you know another diet plan and I stumble across some detox thing a detox program online so I go to their place in Hong Kong and we do it and it feels great. I'm like the novelty of it, right? There's like all these like superfoods and powders and stuff yeah. and all that stuff. And it felt great actually. Like I was feeling really fresh, I was feeling energetic. And I realized after a while that it was actually, I had been vegan for a month. Yep. And I never even read or thought about veganism before. And I was like, Oh sweet. Like this is feeling good. I'm losing weight. I'm energetic. I'm just going to stick with this. So I went full vegan for like two years. Wow. But I was probably less, uh, let me say, I'm going to say plant-based. I was less strict for the second year, but the first I was like full, like intense Mm -hmm. and I, it worked really well for like four months. I was like in it, I was losing weight. I felt on top of the world. And then once that novelty wore off, my disordered eating was still there, except now probably heightened because now I had the extremes of like healthy veganism and and like so much restriction by definition. Totally. Yeah. So now I'm like, by now I'm going to a new university in London doing mathematics. (laughs) So I'm feeling fresh, but within two months I had gained like another almost 20 pounds. I'd lost the 20 from veganism and I gained it like super fast in university because I was again alone in a dorm room. Yeah. And I hadn't addressed any of my issues, which were like way deeper than I ever realized until looking back, I now realize Mm -hmm. how deep it was. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I mean, to fast forward, those three years of university were just like a train wreck. I my weight was up and down constantly like I lost and gained the same 20 pounds a million times Mm -hmm. and um, I was yeah it was just terrible it was terrible Uh, I was wearing like horrible clothes that were like a million times a million sizes too big I was feeling terrible about myself I was isolating I didn't see anyone like it was that was the worst time those three years yeah and there was That's a, a long time
0: it, it is especially in like those years of your life too like mm-hmm. they can be really fucking amazing years and if they're not it can really like th- that like that can be really hard
1: <laughs> that was the saddest thing because i was like oh this is supposed to be the best time and i'm just sitting here watching netflix binging on like cookie dough and brownies and Nutella and pizza and everything mm-hmm. and um yeah no I missed out on so many social opportunities like yeah. not great um and then there was actually one time oh yeah and also to add to that I skipped almost all of my classes especially in the last year like probably 90% of my classes I just didn't go to so I had to end up just teaching myself everything to pass the oh exams God. which is crazy <laughs> Like I taught myself a maths degree. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, yeah, crazy. And then the last year of university, I had isolated myself from all the friend groups that I'd made. And then one of the girls asked me to her birthday party. I was like, oh, wow, like I've been so isolated. I, I'm shocked she even remembers who I am. Like I don't go to class anymore. I'm going to just, you know, get myself together and I'm going to go to it. I'm just going to do something social and feel good. Yeah. So I try to find some outfit that looked like half decent, but it was not great. (laughs) Um, And then I go to this place and I go to the bar and this guy who I've been quite close friends with, who he had had a crush on me, but now I had become like such a mess of my life. I was wearing horrible, horrible clothes and just like no confidence. I show up to the bar And it was like the power dynamic had completely changed. Like, he felt sorry for me. And he actually said, oh, this is terrible. He said, wow, when did you get so fat? And he grabbed my belly fat. What? Yeah. Insane. (laughs) Oh, my God. I cannot believe that. It was so shocking and I was just like oh my god I I did everything I could to come to this party and then this is what I get and I just rushed off to get my coat and leave and one of my other guy friends came over and he's like oh what's up why are you leaving so soon I was like no no I I just gotta go and I was holding back tears desperately oh my god I got out I went home and I had actually I had a flight to go to Switzerland to be with my dad um the next morning So I went and I fell into like a really bad place for like the next month or two. I was at his for like a month and I'd say every single day, almost a kilo of Nutella, like the giant jar every single day on top of other food. It was like a bad, that was probably the worst. And then I went to my mother's in Hong Kong to study for like final exams And I was like, I've got to do something. So I went full on for two months. I did just green juice for two months. Oh my God. How? How did you
0: have the power to do that? Exactly. I have no idea.
1: I have no idea. I guess it was just that comment that really got to me. I was like, I've got to go back for exams and just prove to them, like, I'm that girl again. Like, I can't let them see me like this again. So, I literally did it, and I did like a two-hour hike every day in the mountains in Hong Kong, those 60 days. And lo and behold, I lost the 20 pounds again. I go to uni, I do the exams. It's like all cool, but then oh god, I feel like is my is my story too long? No,
0: it's like so beautiful to see the ups and downs because like this doesn't get talked about. So keep going. Yes. Okay,
1: okay. So like I'm feeling good. I do the exams, and now I'm like okay, I've graduated university. Let's start my life. But underneath all of this, all through university and for the years after, I felt so lost. I had no idea what my purpose was in life. And everyone around me was like, oh, I'm going to work in a bank. I'm going to do investment banking. I like kind of grew up because in Hong Kong, it's very financy. So you have it instilled in you like, oh, you got to work in a bank. And I had like zero desire. And I was like, I just don't know what to do. And so I I actually think that was one of the big reasons that kept me in the binging place because I just felt purposeless and that made me feel depressed and lost and like there's something wrong with me and I'm not going to be successful and all Mm -hmm. that stuff Um, but so I traveled the world for like a year and a half after university and like half of it was alone so I was like going to all these different places and on the one on the one hand it was awesome because like traveling is the coolest thing ever I love it On the other hand, once again, here's the common theme running throughout. I was alone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it just, you know, the times where you you think it should be just the coolest moment ever. Like I'm in Hawaii, I'm driving around the island, I'm doing these awesome hikes. And then I'm, I'm in the car next to like a KFC, like eating all the KFC and like I bought Nutella from the supermarket and I'm just in my car binging while i'm in beautiful hawaii doing the coolest shit ever
0: oh my god yeah yeah and you're like what the fuck am i doing like you know that it's yeah. not good but you're doing it anyways yeah yep. and it was like so
1: embarrassing like i had never done that before in a car because i never had a car yeah so it was like i was like oh my god this is so stereotypical i'm just this girl in the parking lot eating on the food. yes <laughs> and then like there was a time i was in new zealand in, like, again, the most beautiful scenery, nature. Like, I love being in nature. Yet, as soon as I get to, the, like, the next town, I'm like, where's the supermarket? I need to get my stuff. I need to order some pizza or something. Yeah. And it was just every single part of the journey binging all throughout. And yeah. I was like, this, this is supposed to be, like, the coolest thing of my life, and I'm still binging. It, it was just, like, such a shame. Um, and then I finished the whole year and a half thing back in london so my mom moved there and so i just moved in with her and i was like okay i've got to, i've got to face reality i got to get a job even though i still don't know what i want to do and eventually i was like you know what i'm just going to do something i'm just going to work at a startup do some marketing you know take it take it easy on myself so i go to the startup it's like eight of us and it was a really cool idea it was like this app where you book like beauty fit therapist to come to your house and like just do your nails at your home so I was like okay cool it's like cool product so I'm doing that and I think this is where things finally start to pick up long term yeah so I finally had stability which I hadn't had in Mm. ages Mm -hmm. I finally had a sense of stable like long-term community Mm -hmm. so the people in the startup it's just like eight of us You're not a sea of like hundreds at university. It's like eight people, like a family you see every day and you get close to. And then having routine of having a job. Unlike for me in university, I think it's a little bit different in the US. I think it's more intense there. But for me in the UK, I had like, 10 hours of class a week or less mm-hmm. so I literally had insane amount of free time and that gave me no routine so now having the job I had routine structure I had progression like all this stuff that I had needed but didn't have it was all yep. falling into place I, I though I still was binging for like a good year and a half through that but it was way less intense and um, I don't know I guess just the fact that you had to get up and go to work the next day kind of forced you to yeah. you not know, spiral and just stay up all night binging and on that sugar high and right. whatever. Um, and then, then a year, a year into that, one day I'm um, at an office party and it was a co-working space. So there's all these other people there. And I was yeah. like, to my I have, like, this uh, Italian coworker. this guy. He's, like, this Italian stallion. Yeah. And I was like, hey, can you wingman me? I, I really have a crush on that guy over there. <laughs> and it was this, like, tall Scottish guy that I would never talked to. Um, yeah. And he's like, okay, cool. So we're, like, moving through the crowd, and he's trying to, like, inch us closer to that, his group. And just as we're about to get there. I was like, oh, my am almost about to meet him. Yeah. Um, the, the guy, Steph, is like, oh, have you met Luca? And, like, I turned to the right, and I'm, like, uh, I'm shaking this guy's hand, but I'm still, like, looking at the Scottish guy, like, yeah, yeah, n- nice to meet you. I, yeah. Yeah. And he introduced us to this whole other company of, like, Italians. And we ended up just sticking with them throughout the night. And this guy, Luca, who is now my boyfriend, who I live with and everything, we, like, hit it off straight away. And that, it sounds so cliche, but that was, like, such a pivotal moment in my recovery, because I finally like had love <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yes literally dude this is literally what sparked my recovery so keep going this is so beautiful
1: <laughs> yeah like honestly it's I didn't like I knew I had been craving love and like a boyfriend and like a deep connection because I I had been chasing that for years with many toxic relationships back-to-back yes. to back, like terrible So I knew I was craving it, but I didn't realize how healing a safe, loving relationship would be. Yeah. Like I really didn't realize, but after that point of meeting him within six months, I was like all clear, like no binging, feeling super chill about food, my body, everything. And since then it's been so stable, like incredible. That's amazing. (laughs) It just pieced everything together like I had all the groundwork there I had like the other needs that weren't being fulfilled but this was like the last big key yep. part of the puzzle for me
0: Hmm. oh my god what a, and so now you're dating him and you live with him
1: yeah, yeah we like bought a place together we have two dogs it's like long-term oh, stuff does he
0: know does he know what he's done for you in
1: in your journey yeah. So you know what I like, I never opened up to him about my eating situation at all until I started my business. Yep, And then I slowly did. I didn't even tell him straight away. I was like, yeah, I kind of had problems with food and I ate a bit too much, but now he knows. And he does know as well that he was a life changer for me mm-hmm. like I've told them especially when we get drunk I'm like oh my god you don't know you yes my life. <laughs> we're the same with Kurt I'm like you <laughs> you help me so much literally I'm like I'll even if I'm out with his friends and we're all drunk I'm like you guys Luca he saved me you've got to know you've got to know and I'm, they're like oh my god it's so cute
0: <laughs> yes oh my god it's so just incredible to me, like the power of love. And how cool is it that, like, I didn't realize how, like, I obviously didn't have all this travel and stuff, but I think the, the power of love, like, it can sound so cheesy and, like, cliche, but it's mm-hmm. so fucking powerful because when somebody mm-hmm. loves you for who you are, despite the fact that you are shoving your face with thousands of calories of food, it's like, wait, they can love me? Like, mm-hmm. I can love me. And it's, like, maybe what I need to do is just, like, start turning inwards and, like, understanding my needs and, like, loving myself and not, like, not, like, practicing that, like, dominion over your body. Like, ah lose weight or, like, ah ah exercise hard. Like, go off the walls. Um, it's so
1: true. Yeah. And I think, like, when you get into one of those loving relationships, there's so much joy and fulfillment and enrichment and all these things and pleasure and all that stuff Mm -hmm. that I was completely like drained off before like I had none of that in my life yeah so I think that not only did you get to move more into those feelings and have all that fulfilled Mm -hmm. but then it made no space for treating yourself badly and staying up all night binging because you're like why would I do that life is like amazing right now I'm like out with this guy and I'm meeting all his friends and we're having fun like that's what I wanted I just wanted fun and love and like flow and all that stuff and just like exactly as you say it's so cliche that love is healing but it seriously is it's crazy
0: Hmm. wow oh my god so for for everyone listening like what do you think has been the biggest like like mindset shift for you in terms of the way that you now think about food or think about your body um Mm. like how do you how do you think about how do you talk talk to it talk about it what does that look like
1: now so I'd say I'd say with food over time I got to a place where it was like um in my mind the thoughts that I would say is just like oh whatever like I ate ate a slice of cake today whatever like no big deal just like way more relaxed around it all yep and like because today I literally had this gigantic slice of carrot cake like it's like the size of my head yeah, <laughs> and yeah that's saying, amazing <laughs> <laughs> it's delicious but I know before I would have been like oh my god this is like probably like 800 calories and what do we need to do but now I'm just like oh whatever like it was delicious cool and you move on like mm-hmm. I think that's been a key piece And then I'd say body wise, it's the, the awareness of the thoughts, like of those critical thoughts that still creep in today. But now I just don't let them take hold as much. Yeah. Like I'll have that thought where I I like look down, oh, you've gained a bit of weight on your belly or something like, or you you kind of like body check and you feel it a bit and you're just like, hold up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong. It's chill. Let's just move on. Let's go with the flow. Our body has ups and downs. it'll it'll work out like that's kind of what I tell myself like just like life you know your body and your weight there's gonna be ups and downs and it'll work out as it needs to just again it's kind of the same with food like just chill like it's whatever it's no big deal just go with the flow Mm -hmm. yeah it's like the
0: something I, I say a lot to myself and to my clients is like you don't have to control what you trust and it's like when you trust that your body is going to stabilize and find a healthy weight when you trust that the food is going to all balance itself out, like it will. And it's typically when we feel like we need to have such tight reins and such control and restriction that we have the least amount of control, like things Mm -hmm. get out of control. And it's like finding that, that balance between like, I think it's like having the awareness and the trust. Like, okay, I'm aware of, my body and all the things it does for me and how it moves and fluctuates. And I'm aware of food and all the things it does for me. And some days are going to be full of carrot cake and some days are going to be full of vegetables, whatever. But at the end of the day, like, if I just keep showing up, like it's going to be fine. And Mm -hmm. if I want to lose weight, I know how to do that. If I want to gain weight, I know how to do that. And it's like understanding how your body works. Right. And like being in partnership with rather than, like demanding it to do shit.
1: Yeah, so true. Like instead of being at war with it all the time.
0: Yeah, for sure. What do you like? Do you have a name for your uh, inner critic? I'm curious.
1: Oh, this is so interesting. You ask that because do you know the holistic psychologist on Instagram?
0: Of course I do. Yeah.
1: Okay, <laughs> no, because like no one I talk to in my real life—they're like the who. <laughs>
0: Oh my God, I literally am obsessed with her. Yeah, I share all of her stuff and I'm like, uh-huh, yep.
1: <laughs> yeah, same. So like the other day she posted something and it was, you know, um, it was like how to do ego work. Number one, yeah. name your ego. Number two, like what's the story it has? How can you release it? The, the choice that you have, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, okay, what do I n- want to name my ego? So I guess it's kind of similar to the critic, but yep. um, it's Tiffany. <laughs>
0: oh, that bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I always have to love that like name is like the... The like stereotypical like mean girl in American movies in like the nineties and the totally.
0: 2000s. Yeah. Yep, she has like the really sparkly earrings and like, <laughs> you know, the fake nails and all the things. Yeah, uh, mine's is mine is Phyllis, <laughs> like from the. I don't know if you watched The Office, but yes, yes,
1: yeah.
0: I love Phyllis, I love but it. you know, she, sometimes she's uh, she's got the inner critic, or like I even I even note that what I have, like, you know, I'm sure, like, for you and your relationship with food now, do you ever notice that you do have urges to, like, eat more than you know is going to make you feel good, right? And, like, mm. sometimes you do it. For me, that's at least that happens to me. And I name that part of myself that, like, wants to overindulge that, like, maybe actually it's okay to do that. And instead of resisting the, like, oh, but, like, I'm craving chocolate. But, like, why do I want chocolate? I shouldn't want chocolate. Why do I want sugar? Like, having all this mental chatter and just being, like, okay, like, I just – I guess I just need some chocolate right now. Like, let's do it not feel bad about it. Own it. (laughs) Then, like, move Mm -hmm. the hell on. (laughs) Um, Is that that part also named the same? So, it depends. Like, I have, like (laughs) – I have a whole uh, picnic table of characters in my head. (laughs) So, like, depending on what the thing is. But I think for – For that, it's it's typically like impulsive Irma. She's like the impulsive (laughs) one that like wants more. Um, or yeah, so like it depends on it depends on the character trait or like the Mm -hmm. the characteristic of what's happening. But I find that naming, naming these things can really help us like tame, tame the power that they have over us.
1: I agree. I agree. Yeah. I say similar thing to my clients, like how can we separate? ourselves like it's it's a part of you it's like it's not all of you so if you can like name it or have an image or like an age where that part kind of like started or showed up yep it's like easier to have a little bit of a a relationship with it instead of trying to like stuff it away
0: yeah yeah it's so fascinating I think having that awareness and like removing from the thing because it's like a lot of that is just coming from like old patterns right and like Mm -hmm. old programming and conditioning and all that stuff and it's like that's all just in your like it's in the reptilian part of your brain that like Mm -hmm. has all the urges and it's like no like you're just I don't need you right now like thanks Mm -hmm. for showing up I appreciate you but like I'm good you know and like moving on
1: (laughs) yeah it's interesting that you say how um you know it's like yeah you can overeat sometimes and like just go with it if you want because sometimes I I ask myself this question sometimes when I find myself quite often like going to the fridge mindlessly when I've just eaten like an hour before. Yep. So I'm like, okay, am I nourishing or am I numbing? And I just let the answer come straight away. It always does. It's like, okay, you're nourishing, you're numbing. And then if it's numbing, I'm like, okay, well now I have a choice. Do I want to just go with it and just numb a bit? Like it's not the worst thing in the world. Yep. Or do I want to do something different? So there I have that choice instead of feeling like oh I'm out of control doing this and what's wrong with me Mm -hmm. and so yeah sometimes I'm like yeah you know what I'm just gonna go for it yeah and that's okay
0: yeah for sure it literally just happened to me last night actually I was like "Mm, I kind of want more of that (laughs) like I'm probably good right now but like I kind of want more um and I'm like "Mm, yep I'm gonna have it like yeah definitely it's a it's like sometimes it's like having that making that choice is going to help you long-term like prevent the binge or mm-hmm. pre- prevent future episodes where you may feel like whoa that was crazy
1: mm-hmm. um and I've
0: noticed in like my recovery for sure it's like sometimes opting in is going to help you um just long-term because you build up that consistent like just even there's subtle like little subtle things that you're like no I don't need it I don't need it but then like eventually you're like, God, I need it all because I've been doing these like mini restrictions exactly. that don't really feel like restriction. Cause you're like, no, I don't really want it. You like convince yourself that you don't yeah. want it, but you're like, no, I actually like do want it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so true. Yeah. All those like mini restrictions add up and then you're just like, oh, I just want it. Just give yeah. everything to me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um,
0: so I love to hear a little bit about like where you are now in your like relationship with food in your body, like would you, um, would you, the story that you have currently and the story that you shared from like 16 year old self, would mm-hmm. you ever believe that like you would be in the place that you are now? How old are you now?
1: 28.
0: Okay, cool. So like fast forward from 16 to 28, like, would you mm-hmm. ever think that you ha- were, would be able to get out of that place and like have this healthy relationship with food in your body?
1: Um, In the depths of it I never thought I'd get out I was like okay this is just it this is my life this is how it's gonna be it's just gonna be like this forever and I was like but then there are other times I'm like oh this can't be it like this can't be the rest of my life so I was always oscillating between like oh this is it and this is not it Um, but yeah no I kept I probably wouldn't have imagined that I'd be where I am now where it's very relaxed and there's just I have zero fear that I would binge like there's no desire yeah I'd overeat but it's so conscious it's like as we discussed like it's a choice I'm like yeah you know what I'm just gonna have the whole pizza (laughs) who cares yeah but it's not there's no like disgust or guilt or anything Mm -hmm. which is so cool um yeah no I feel like my food relationship right now is just where I, I want it to be it's like relax I can do what I want but I also know that certain foods make me feel good and like I love adding the nutritious stuff as well like I love finding that balance and getting to enjoy the balance of like having the fun foods and stuff Mm -hmm. um I'd say there's more work to do on the body image side because I think that's the part that runs deeper yeah same here yeah and I think it's just because it's so in our face all the time like at all angles society media men women friends Mm -hmm parents like everywhere yeah so I think that's like a lifelong journey where you're just always trying to just keep yourself in a good place and feeling happy like happy about yourself and um but also knowing when there are lows how to deal with it and not getting sucked into it I actually had a moment in lockdown way back in March or April so I was like strict lockdown in March and it like it uprooted everything in my life I didn't have that routine and I was You know, the kitchen was right there all the mm-hmm. time, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was actually panicking because I was like, "I have this account where I'm like helping people, and now I'm struggling." And I was like, "Yep, literally." Am I, am I, same. Literally, yeah. And I was like, "Am I an imposter? Am I a fraud? Yep. Like, what am I going to do? Am I going to have to lie to people?" And I was freaking out. And I was like, "No, you know," as I, I said to myself, "I was like, this is meant to happen because." This is to remind me what all my clients are going through as well. Like to bring me back. Yes. Literally like, and I was feeling the pain and the panic and the, the spiraling thoughts and everything. And I was like, this, this was supposed to happen. Like I'm now close to where they are at like mentally and stuff. So I was like, okay, what would I tell them to do? How can I get myself out of this? Mm -hmm. So it's really cool. Um, It was mostly the body image side that needed the help. And then the food chilled out, like, cause I was noticing restrictive thoughts were coming in. Yep. And I, I was like, okay, I got to sort out the body image thing. And the biggest thing that helped me was I had been looking in the mirror every day and just, Oh my God, look, you're gaining weight. You're gaining weight. Like you're losing control. Like, yeah, you can gain two kilos, but what happens when you gain four and then it's going to be six? And it was all this panic setting in every time I looked in the mirror and I was like, this is the part I've got to deal with. So I said, every time I look in the mirror, I'm going to be aware of those thoughts. Oh yeah, I noticed those thoughts and look how they're making me feel in my body, like in my stomach, in my heart, it's hurting. It's not a nice feeling. So I was like, let me just drop that, like not subscribe to that thought a second just to mm-hmm. get myself to breathe in mm-hmm. and uh, just like to a neutral place like i'm not gonna be at war with myself it's never helped it's not gonna help yeah. it makes me feel like shit yeah let's just bring it back to neutral and i did that every single time for like two weeks mm-hmm. multiple times a day and every single time i did it this is so funny i was like because i need to reward myself i need to like motivate this behavior and this thought shifting yeah so yeah. i I think it's Venmo in the US, but I Venmoed myself like a dollar every time I did it. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> I had like, I don't know if you can do it on Venmo, but this thing in the UK is similar where you can have like a savings pot. Yep. Yep. And okay. so I put like I named the pot, like I don't know, reward or something. And I put a dollar in every time. And I said, when when I get to a more positive place and I feel good again. I'm going to spend that money on something that's like to pamper myself that I otherwise I might feel guilty spending on like get my nails done or something and I'm just going to take care of myself because I took care of myself by shifting the thoughts.
0: That's amazing. <laughs> oh my god, I love that so much. <gasps> yes, adding like a game and like fun to it
1: is so, so important. I- It was honestly like I would almost laugh every time I like venom myself and I like smile and I was like oh this is so funny <laughs> yeah yeah but it worked yeah it did
0: yeah oh it really God. did that's such a powerful exercise yeah I think the like the going neutral thing and it's just like okay here's here's my body today and I have noticed for sure like looking in the mirror less um and also just like doing less body checking like yeah just fucking putting on clothes you know and obviously and buying clothes that fit me like mm-hmm. not trying to fit into clothes that used to fit me when I was smaller or, or different or whatever. It's like, yeah, and th- I think that can be really hard when your body has changed, even if it's for the better. Like, even if you've like gained muscle and your body shape has changed, mm-hmm. it can be hard to go up in the size because mm-hmm. you're like, oh my god, am I gaining weight? Like, I'm getting fat. Like, what's happening? And yeah. it's like that's not no. Like, reel those thoughts in. And yeah. And that they those obviously don't make you feel good what does make you feel good and like be aware of that that inner critic I like how you said it like go neutral I think that's Mm. so so important like the body neutrality yeah Um, and at least you don't have to love your body but at least just accept it
1: yeah like at least don't be mean
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah 100 um this has been such an amazing conversation oh my god it's so amazing hearing your story as well Um, I love that it's been fun yeah it's been so fun what would you say for people listening that maybe are in the midst of their own struggle with food or are you know they're working on their relationship with food like what would um what would you tell them in this moment like what what do they need to hear most right now
1: Mm -hmm. I feel like the biggest thing is to just go so much easier on yourself like when you're in the thick of it you're so mean to yourself and so hard on yourself and just keeps the whole thing going and it it makes you have thoughts like you know you look in the mirror you hate your body oh what can I do to restrict and it keeps the cycle going like the low body image situation is what keeps this whole thing going it's what gets it started to begin with so dive into the body image thing as much as you can instead of being like surface level food behaviors Mm -hmm. those are great but really dig deep and look into like how you can just move away from being mean to yourself get to that body neutrality place and even goes back to like the biggest part of my healing journey that that love piece Mm. whether it's from someone else or from you creating that safe healing space where it's just the energy of love
0: yeah Oh, it's so beautiful. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for people to listen to this episode. Um, It's been such an amazing conversation. And thank you so much for just like opening up and sharing your story. I'm sure now it's probably easier to talk about, but I can imagine like it does, like it's hard. It's hard to share all of that. Like it can be heavy. Um, So I just want to acknowledge you for having the strength to do so. Thank you. Yeah. Um, where can people find you on the internet, on social? What do you have going on in your world?
1: So I pretty much hang out on Instagram, free with breed. Breed.
0: <laughs> you guys, breed. <laughs> B-R-I-D.
1: So free with breed there. And uh, I have a podcast, free from binge eating with breed. Yeah. Um, those are my two main platforms, I'd say. Cool.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, we'll have to podcast on yours next.
1: Yes, Definitely.
0: That would be so fun. Cool. Um, Well, you guys, I will put a link to um, her Instagram and the podcast in Mm -hmm. the show notes. So you guys can go check her out. Go follow her. She's amazing. Um, And I'm really excited to hear what you all think. So you can tag us on social. Let us know what came up for you, what was most helpful. Um, And don't be a stranger. Reach out. We love hearing from you. So... I am so excited to have been connected and taking this time to meet with you girlfriends. Thank you so much for, for being here and I can't wait to chat with you soon.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. You're Thank welcome.
0: You. I'll talk to you soon.
1: See ya. Bye.
0: And that is the end of another episode. And I am so grateful that you are here. Um, I loved what Britt had to say about healing your relationship with food and getting out of dieting culture. And I really hope that this episode really served you in your own journey to love and healing. I want to remind you that I am hosting free community calls every Wednesday for your continued healing and growth and support and for you to ask the questions that you really need and also to feel empowered and supported and surrounded by other women that are on their own journey to health and healing their relationship with food and they're totally free i just felt called to do this and so if you are not already signed up i would love to invite you you can head over to the link in my bio or you can head to www.balancewithsam.com slash calls And you can snag your spot in one of those calls. We just had our first one this past week on Wednesday, and it was amazing. We did some breath work, we did some dancing, and then we had a big open live discussion, Q&A, women were sharing. It was so beautiful, and I am just so honored to be part of this experience. And one more announcement for you, I'm actually going to be launching a mini course for the holidays. I know that the holidays can be a really hard time as it relates to food and your body and food pushers or setting boundaries around food or just not giving into cravings and all of these things. And if you feel that you need some support in this time, I would love to invite you to come and grab my holiday hacks guide. It's going to be a little mini course. It's going to have some downloads for you. And it's only going to be $30 to celebrate my birthday. I am turning 30 on Thanksgiving and wanted to bring you something. So I will be also sharing the link to that in the show notes you can get on the list. I'm so excited to see you in there. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. You are so beautiful. You are enough as you are. And I'm so, so grateful to have you here. I'll catch you on next week's episode and have an amazing rest of your week.